Tumor Talks, a podcast about clinical cases in oncology, and we are your hosts. I'm Dr. Kathy Marshall, a medical oncologist. I'm Dr. Beatrice Wills, a medical oncologist and hematologist. And I'm Dr. Jonah Amata, an internal medicine resident physician. Welcome to Tumor Talks. This is the Tumor Talks basic series. Today, we're going to talk about the basics of our first tumor type, prostate cancer. Our first guest is Dr. Kathy Handy Marshall, who is an assistant professor of oncology in the Department of Oncology at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine in Baltimore. Her clinical practice and research are focused on advanced prostate cancer. Thank you for joining us today, and we're really excited to hear about what you have to teach about prostate cancer, Dr. Marshall. Thanks so much, Joan. It's great to be here. So first, can you tell me about the epidemiology of prostate cancer? It's one of the most common cancers in America. Um, It's the most common, actually, non-skin cancer in American men. There are about 288,000 new cases of prostate cancer that get diagnosed every year. And it's the second leading cause of cancer death in American men behind only lung cancer. And every year, about 34,000 men die from, from prostate cancer. Most men, when they're diagnosed, are diagnosed with localized disease. So that means that it's either confined to the prostate or sometimes in the lymph nodes near the prostate. Um, Fewer than 10% of men, although that's been increasing recently, are diagnosed with stage four disease or or metastatic disease that's spread um, farther outside of the pelvis. Wow. So that's quite an important tumor type to talk about. Um, So how is it exactly diagnosed? So there is a screening test, PSA or um, prostate-specific antigen is a screening test. It's a blood test. Um, The U.S. Preventive Services Task Force does recommend for men aged 55 to 69 years old to um, talk to their doctor about the risks of benefits of screening for prostate cancer to decide whether or not it's it's something that should be done. Um, So most prostate cancer gets diagnosed with the PSA screening test. Some of the symptoms, though, that might come out um, for or come up for men who have prostate cancer uh, include localized symptoms. So that's problems with urination, including like a slower or weak stream or um, urinary frequency where people have to go more often, especially at night, which we call nocturia. Sometimes men can present with blood either in the urine or semen. Um, some men present with erectile dysfunction. Um, And then if people have more advanced disease, sometimes there can uh, be pain or weakness, and that's usually associated with uh, bone metastases. Awesome. So if a patient presents to you first in clinic, what is kind of your initial workup and imaging that you use for diagnosis? Yeah, it depends on the stage of the disease. So PSA is always included. Um, Imaging is not always indicated. So for people who have low PSAs and are thought to have like localized disease. Uh, Imaging is not always needed. Um, When imaging is indicated, an MRI of the prostate can be used. And if you're looking for evidence of metastatic disease, uh, CT or nuclear medicine bone scan or conventional imaging modalities. Increasingly, PSMA PET imaging is being used. And actually, the NCCN does now say that since PSMA PET imaging is more sensitive for detecting metastatic disease, that it may be an option for initial staging. So Dr. Marshall, you uh, mentioned about staging the disease. Can you talk more about how we do that for prostate cancer? So the basics and most of the tumor types are the extent of the um, tumor, the extent of lymph node involvement, 
and the presence or absence of metastatic disease. For prostate cancer, PSA value is also included in staging and the Gleason grade group, which comes from the uh, reading of the prostate biopsy also gets incorporated into the staging. And can you talk to us more about important pathological findings for prostate cancer? Yeah, so what you'll see on pathology, most prostate cancers are adenocarcinoma. Um, small cell carcinoma of the prostate does exist, um, although that's pretty uncommon and treatment actually follows the small cell paradigm rather than uh, typical prostate cancer treatment. But the vast majority of prostate cancers are adenocarcinomas. Um, sometimes you will see uh, intraductal or cribriform pathologies or some variants, but still within adenocarcinoma. What molecular testing is important? I'm guessing PSA is followed regularly. Can you talk about other relevant biomarkers for um, prostate cancer? Yeah, so like you mentioned, PSA we follow throughout the course of the disease, um, even during and after treatment. Um, germline genetic testing is recommended for a lot of men who have prostate cancer, so especially those who have either high-risk localized or very high-risk localized or regional or metastatic disease. Um, anybody with a significant family history would also be indicated for germline genetic testing. Um, and then some of the specific pathologies um, that I mentioned before, like the intraductal, there's also a recommendation for germline genetic testing in those men because of a higher incidence of um, genetic alterations. Um, and then somatic tumor testing, because we, we do have treatment now that depends on um, somatic tumor testing as, as well. So um, for men with advanced disease, that would be indicated. And lastly, who would you refer um, your patients to? Um, so if you are seeing somebody who you suspect has prostate cancer or they have a very elevated PSA, um, you always start with urology for consideration of a biopsy first, even for patients who are thought to have metastatic prostate cancer. Um, a lot of times we'll still biopsy the prostate. Um, and then again, depending on the stage of disease, so if localized disease, it can usually either be um, surgery or radiation oncology, because um, both of those play a role early on. Uh, and then if more advanced disease, uh, medical oncology, and again, radiation oncology also can play a role in advanced disease. Well, Dr. Marshall, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate all of the things you taught us about prostate cancer today. Thanks so much. So to summarize, prostate cancer is the most common non-skin cancer in American men, and it is the second leading cause of death after lung cancer in American men. Diagnosis is usually through PSA screening levels, and presentation includes localized symptoms such as urinary symptoms, erectile dysfunction, blood and urine, and semen, and systemic symptoms can include bone pain and weakness. Initial workup usually includes the PSA level, and if indicated, imaging such as MRI of the prostate, CT, or nuclear medicine bone scan to assess for metastasis. Now, PSMA PET scan is indicated for initial staging per the NCCN guidelines. Staging includes extent of the tumor, lymph node involvement, and metastases, just like for other solid tumors. It also includes the PSA level and the Gleason grade groups non-pathology. The most common pathological type that we see for prostate cancer is adenocarcinoma. 
Important molecular markers include the PSA level. Germline and somatic testing is indicated for some groups of people with prostate cancer. Important consultants to have on our team include urology, surgery, radiation oncology, and palliative medicine. Thank you so much for listening to today's tumor type podcast for prostate cancer. A special thanks to Primo for recording and composing our background music. Tumor Talks is an independent podcast that does not represent the institutional views or opinions of our employers, Johns Hopkins Hospital or Memorial Sloan Kettering, or that of our guests.